All right. Welcome to yet another exciting edition of Offside Musings. Uh, I'd like to welcome you on behalf of my co-host, Emeko Nyagwa, uh, to today's episode. In uh, the episode, we're going to look at the phenomenon that we call First Lady, First Ladyship in Nigeria. Um, and the immediate provocation for this episode has to do with the shameful events that happened uh, in Anambra State um, just a week, uh, about a couple of weeks ago, during the inauguration of Governor Charles Chukwuma Soludo as the governor of the state. As uh, most of our listeners already know, uh, during that ceremony, the wife of the outgoing governor, uh, got into a confrontation with um, the widow of the late Biafran leader, Meko Odumego Ojuku. This woman is uh, Bianca Ojuku. And Bianca Ojuku ended up um, delivering a dirty slap on the first lady or the outgoing first lady. Since that terrible event, scandalous event. Uh, stories have since um, come out that indeed the First Lady was rather notorious for acts of violence herself. In fact, that she was known to slap multiple people um, and to act in ways that were, uh, if you like, um, unbefitting of the office of, uh, of the governor. I would not say that it's unbefitting of her office as first lady because there is no such office really, constitutionally speaking. And so uh, our argument uh, in today's podcast is that every state government as well as the federal government uh, should actually rein in uh, this idea that the wives of governors and the president have a role to play in public service. If they have any role to play, that role should be voluntary and it must be at the pleasure and discretion of their, uh, the president or the governor, as the case may be. And it is important that these first ladies understand that their actions can reflect terribly uh, on the image of their state, uh, the state run by their husbands, or indeed of the nation. Nigeria has had a, uh, another um, really disastrous history with first ladies in the past, who in some cases would hijack um, public office, uh, as happened with Umaru Yaradua, uh, when he was bedridden in a Saudi hospital, and basically his wife, Turai uh, Yaradua, with a clique of politicians who were close to Yaradua, ran Nigeria for months on end, claiming that her husband, who was uh, in hospital in Saudi Arabia, was leading the country and giving instructions. Um, we also know of uh, the 
perhaps even more notorious example of Patience Jonathan, um, who simply made a spectacle of herself at, at any given uh, opportunity. And um, so we're going to look at this whole uh, issue in today's uh, edition, today's uh, episode of the podcast, and we welcome you uh, Right. Well, isn't it something that um, it's all about a slap today's show? <laughs> so we have um, apparently we have some uh, professional slappers out there. Wow! I'll tell you something. You know, um, uh, I saw an interview with uh, the new governor of Anambra State, uh, Chukwuma, uh, Charles Chukwuma Soludo. And uh, with uh, Arise Television, uh, so Ruben Abati and uh, his colleague uh, were interviewing the, go- the new governor. And uh, he suggested that what had happened uh, was comic relief. Um, <laughs> and indeed, it became comic relief. I've seen so many people, I've seen so many viral videos, you know, um, uh, done around the slap that... Uh, Bianco Juku uh, dealt uh, Abela Juku uh, Obiano, the wife of the uh, immediate past governor of Anambra State. But yeah, it's it's um, uh, it's it's something that is worth talking about and worth talking about for um, for for a bunch of reasons. You know, I think that. People have had fun uh, talking about it, but I think there are uh, there is a serious dimension to all of that, and I think that that's what we need to get into today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the dimension obviously is, um, you know, like you alluded, like you've already said, um, the office of the first spouse, which you know, essentially is the first lady. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've listened to a lot. Too. Obviously, we've all we've all had a whole bunch of takes mm-hmm. on this. Um, watch it, watch it on Arise where. I mean, I could. There was two ladies and two guys, and they could, the ladies could, were trying to doing everything possible to hold themselves from from laughing while even giving the, you know, we, we, we've 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 had a whole bunch of takes. But the reality is, um, I mean, some of the takes I've heard. So the reality is, like you said, there's no uh, constitutional role for the office of a first lady. But apparently, it's it's now a staple, like mm-hmm. so many things are in the political. And societal, in fact, more so the societal um, power dynamic in in Nigeria. First, first, first spouse. You know, most most times it's um, it's been um, uh, obviously first ladies. Well, we've we've had female governors. Um, I believe you, you've you've said that uh, by the time uh, there was a female governor in Anambra. Uh, yes, that's uh, Mrs. Uh, Veggie uh, Etiaba was. Um for a, a little bit, she was uh, Peter B's uh, deputy uh, governor, and then Peter B um, had uh, a problem, a uh, legal problem, where he was illegally removed for a bit, and then the woman uh, took over for for a little bit until Peter B uh, won uh, the court battle and got reinstated. Yeah, so we, we've we've had that, but you know, so many takes on it. Um, what it's just another avenue to spend money. Um, I mean, you're going to go into it, but one of the takes, you know, 
like you talk about, I was, I was listening to a whole bunch of um, these um, people on the female wing mm-hmm. sat down and, and tried to make the case that, um, uh, you know, men dominate everything and that's the only position women have and that's the only reason why, you know, all these things happen, um, which I feel like the one take I could take away from everything I have been listening to is the fact that it doesn't seem like people are talking about no matter what which side you might want to be on the reality that that role doesn't exist and shouldn't <laughs> yeah um it should be possible for us at some point to have a governor who is single whether it's a woman or a man and so we won't want to be saddled with a first boyfriend or a first <laughs> girlfriend um and in the case of um the woman who governed Anambra State, uh, Mrs. Etiaba, um, she was a widow at the time, so um, so she didn't have a husband. Um, but she had sons who are distinguished in, in the legal profession and in business and so on. But uh, we wouldn't want to have first children either, okay? We're not running a monarchical system. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a queen. Uh, we don't have a king. Uh, Nigerians elect a governor, uh, they elect uh, a president, and they look to these um, heads of the executive branch of of governance to to be stewards of their affairs. And so uh, the whole idea that uh, the spouse of the governor, of the president, then uh, becomes... Uh, as it were, occupies a certain space um, uh, to the point of making a nuisance and a spectacle of themselves is something that we really should push back against. Um, uh, In the case of Mrs. Obianoino, initially I said I was distressed um, when I heard this. I was actually traveling um, in South Carolina, my wife and I, went there for a short vacation. And so as soon as I arrived at the airport, I saw seven missed calls from uh, a relative Hmm. and uh, from Nigeria. So my initial reaction is, whoa, there's something wrong going on. Um, And as I'm looking at this seven missed calls day, this relative called me again. And his first question was to me was, uh, have you seen what's going on in Anambra? I said, no. Uh, with a sense of trepidation because I felt if this guy has called me seven times, missed calls on WhatsApp, and then was calling me the eighth time when I just arrived at the airport, I said, there must be something tragic. Uh, So he told me of the slap. And indeed, the slap was tragic, (laughs) you know. Um, And so I've had the opportunity to speak to a number of friends in Anambra State, including those who are in political circles. And I was distressed to hear that the wife of the ex-governor, Abele Chukwu Obiano is her name, uh, actually had a habit, you know, of slapping people. Uh, That she slapped so many people, um, including... Uh, I was told, the wife of the deputy governor in the presence of her husband, okay? Um, 
I didn't know what to make of that because uh, in my view, if you have a propensity to slap people because your husband, your spouse is the governor, uh, I don't think people should spare you the legal consequences. You know, People should report this. They should make a criminal case against her. Um, and if a criminal case, uh, if the police, the security uh, law enforcement agencies in Nigeria are disinclined to pursue a, uh, open a, a criminal case, people should open, file a civil case to expose this behavior, this absurdity, this um, real, really ludicrous um, uh, conduct. Okay, um, but. To get to the point, the Constitution, uh, you know, did not um, anticipate that the spouse of the governor, whether he be whether it be a, a man or woman, should ever play any role in the public space. And so, this was an official event: the inauguration of the new governor. All right, um, and from Several accounts, uh, Mrs. Obiano, the wife of the outgoing governor, had seen Bianco Ojuku, uh, who had had, you know, her husband, of course, was one of the founders of, of, um, of APGA, the All, um, All People's Grand Alliance, All Progressives Grand Alliance. Um, and I, I think that Bianco Ojuku had had a disagreement with uh, the outgoing governor, and, um, you know, may have, you know, withdrawn herself from that circle, uh, perhaps even uh, worked against uh, Soludo, who was the candidate of APGA in the November 6th uh, governorship election. But whatever happens, she was there as a guest of the new governor for the inauguration of the new governor. Uh, the wife of the, of the outgoing governor sees her and decides that she must go in her face and ask, and ask why she had come when she was against the party and so on. You know, so that kind of conduct, that kind of recklessness, that kind of shameless conduct um, becomes possible because in a sense we have allowed the notion that the spouse of, the, of somebody in power also has power. Or should exercise power, and it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. Um, I mean, leading into what you're what you're just saying, um, that one is bad, and we'll keep talking about it on this episode. Um, but it's not the first time that this has happened. Uh, there have been others. There's been, we've been seeing it happen. We've covered it up. In fact, if you had watched the video of uh, what was happening, the moment. Um, the trans the the incident transpired, um, which you know you know slab think a follow up one, but I mean I saw some good um, technique from <laughs> from Bianca where she she also um, blocked in case of uh, this thing, which is some good um, yeah MMA techniques yeah 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 no I, I I actually yeah I was I was fortunate to know Bianca I've known Bianca since uh, the the eighties. You know, so she actually uh, is a karate 
uh, oh, yeah, artist. You, you should. So, yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I guess that, I guess that that sort of um, was a decisive factor in this encounter because, as I said, uh, Mrs. Obiano was notorious for slapping people. And so Bianca Ojuku must have known of this reputation and said, hell no, I will not be added to her number of victims. And, and um, uh, Mrs. Bianca Ojuku was suggesting that uh, uh, the outgoing governor's wife was thoroughly um, inebriated, okay, uh, that she reeked of, of alcohol. And so Bianca must have said, well, this woman doesn't have a uh, good sense of, you know, um, where lines should be in, in terms of um, social behavior. And when somebody like that is also drunk, uh, then all better off. So I think that Bianca decided I might as well, you know, um, make uh, offense uh, the best form of uh, of defense. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, you know, like I was, like I was saying, um, there were there's been other people on the receiving end, both from this very lady in terms of slaps, and we've seen um, first spouses act in very um, reckless manners. Um, first spouses, even in the Senate, um, mm-hmm. female senators, their husbands have been very. Uh, this thing, some of them were instrumental in putting them there, but some of them went were just you know part of, and you've we've seen them, we've seen um, presidents, um, pres- at the presidential level, we've seen first spouse. In fact, back to back, we saw first spouses uh, at the presidential level. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, which, yeah. which which deserves maybe a, to a four volume book on his own. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, of course. You know, all of us know of the famous um, patient Jonathan uh, first first ladyship, um, and after the uh, abduction, uh, the kidnap of the Chibok girls. You know, she famously called a meeting where she uh, summoned. Uh, the principals and the police and so on uh, to the um, to the presidential villa, and she pre- uh, presided over a meeting which she had no right, to, you know, to hold, because you have no law enforcement, you have no intelligence um, um, duties or prerogatives as first lady, and so the whole idea of uh, that there is a national, in fact, an international outrage, the kidnap of uh, two to 300 schoolgirls uh, who were taking exams in Chibok uh, in Boronu State. And so she calls this meeting where um, she basically um, presumes to want to address this uh, this crisis. And... Um, and uh, that gave us one of the most viral uh, again moments uh, from the Jonathan presidency, where <laughs> she said, "You know, oh yeah, continue. Uh, there is God. Oh, there is God. Oh, the 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 blood you are spilling. There is God. Oh, you know that sort of oh, that sort of um, inelegant, um, rustic behavior." Um, 
You know, and the thing is, um, every politician, man or woman, is ha, has a right to marry um, whoever you know mm-hmm. they they love, right? Um, but if you if your spouse is somebody who doesn't have a sense of um, of decorum, uh, and you allow them a, a public role, then what ends up happening is that uh, they incessantly bring embar- embarrassment uh, and bring outrage uh, and ultimately tarnish the image of a state uh, of the country. And of course, there is the case of uh, Mrs. Yaradwa, which we're yeah, going I was to about to get to that. Talk, talk, talk yeah, about you next. Know. You know, I was about to get to that because it's, it's, I mean, the Chibok Girls was the most viral of the moments for, for, for good luck. Uh, but there are so many moments with, with, with uh, you know, former First Lady Patience Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the uh, year but, I do Of course, the- there was a moment where Patience Jonathan was in River State uh, on a visit. And they, uh, she was going to some place with her convoy and had to drive the convoy of the governor off the road, you know, and where um, the governor was in a community talking about some demolitions of, um, you know, coastal property, uh, which were a blight. And, uh, you know, so she took the microphone and, you know, uh, lectured him. And, you know, uh, it's almost as, as if in a very school mamish way, you know, almost like um, I'm the... I'm the um, I'm the first lady, and so I can say whatever I want. There are all kinds of flawed marriages that people get into. You know, whether you know, uh, you know, you marry a husband or a wife, who, whose conduct and sense of um, etiquette um, uh, would leave much to be desired. You know, but people have the right to make uh, their choices of spouse, right? Um, but then when when people elect you as a governor or as a president, they don't want to inherit uh, the baggage of, of a terrible spouse. You know, a spouse who doesn't know um, where, uh, that there are lines, you know, that lines needed, need to be drawn, you know, on certain ways of relating to other people. Uh, and, you know, we have this habit in Nigeria of calling uh, people whose husbands or wives have power. We start calling them mommy or daddy. Um, and some people, you know, of course, it flows into the uh, um, uh, religious arena where some pastors become daddy uh, or mommy, you know. Um, <laughs> and so uh, it's easy for the spouse of, of a president in Nigeria, of a governor, uh, to think that he or she... Um, is is also uh, part of the package elected into office? No, your husband or your wife is is was elected. Okay, we we want to see as little of you as possible. And the the moment the spouse of of a of of, of a governor or president comes out in public, they better be aware that um, there should be up there. F- finest possible behavior you know uh, they should not be a nuisance um, they should not arrogate to themselves um, uh, 
any prerogatives to uh, make policy or to offer appointments except for in, in, insofar as those appointments have to do with their, the domestic affairs of, of, of the governor or the president, where, of course, the wife or husband of the uh, incumbent, uh, the holder of the office, should have a voice, right? But beyond that, you know, what we saw, I mean, um, when Yaradua was, uh, um, yeah, so we were talking about um, patient Jonathan, um, uh, that when her husband was president, you know, she would go to River State and uh, on one occasion basically harass her convoy, harassed the convoy of the governor and drove the governor off, uh, off the road so that she would have her imperious uh, passage. And uh, another occasion, you know, took the microphone at a public event where the governor was talking to a community, a coastal community, about the need to clean up the blight. And uh, she, you know, basically took took it upon herself to lecture the governor. Um, and you know, and it's it's possible that the governor was doing something altogether stupid, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but as first lady, you're not. You know, it's not up to you, okay? Maybe the, the community will take the governor to court. If if you have sympathy for the community, you can help them get a good lawyer to, to take the governor to court. But you don't come to a public forum and lecture a governor or drive a governor of, a governor of the road or presume that when there is a big crisis like terrorists kidnapping school children, that you call a meeting in your office and uh, uh, the principal and the law enforcement and so on, that you call them to, to your office. I mean, what are you able to do, really? You know, what are you constitutionally able to do? Nothing, right? And then, of course, um, we had the case of Turai uh, Yaradua, the wife of... Uh, Yep. Um, Maru Yaradua, a man that I refuse to call president because he himself <laughs> admitted that the election that put him in office was um, was uh, fraudulent, even though he then claimed that he would have still won in a free and fair election. Um, but when Yaradua was sick and hospitalized in, in Saudi Arabia for, for months, basically the wife formed a clique and ran the country, you know, in the name of her husband. And so actions were made, um, um, policies were uh, announced and implemented, ostensibly dictated by her husband, who was basically lying comatose in a Saudi hospital. Um, so, so such things can actually bring a country to the edge in fact. of absolute ruin. In fact, you, I mean, you didn't, you didn't put the first one was that they prevented what was supposed to be the constitutional transfer uh, transfer of power they, to the they, vice president. They physically prevented it. Yes, yes. You know, um, yeah. they came back when they heard that the the transfer had happened. They smuggled him in, mm -hmm. and then left him in. You know, nobody saw him. The vice president couldn't see him. But they said, oh, yeah, the president is back and he's directing things, you know. So the kind of crazy, depraved um, experience that we've had with uh, this first pals um, phenomenon 
should give us pause. You know, it's almost as if, and that's one of the things that I really admired uh, with uh, Soludo. Okay, so when um, when he was running uh, to to be governor, he he, and I understand that he's extremely close to his wife, but um, he did not put the wife front and center of his campaign. And my hope is that um, going forward in the four years that he's going to serve as governor, if everything goes well, that, you know, if his wife is going to have any role at all, and this is advice that uh, what should be imperative, really, all over the country, is if your wife uh, or your spouse is going to have any role, uh, in, in, in uh, any public role, that it be such a role as will not... Uh, necessitate the transfer of public funds to your spouse because they, there's no is is constitutionally um, impossible, you know, to to entrust a first spouse with with public funds. They have no constitutional standing to to do that. Yeah, uh, I mean, we 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 clearly uh, we could say what the reality is. There's two schools of thought. First one is the ones that say, we don't know how politics is. I mean, I was uh, in conversation this week with some people who are just, you, know, you don't know how, I mean, quoting them directly, you, do, you, you don't know how things work. Nigeria is moving forward. Mm. Maybe it's not moving forward at your pace. This is the way things work in Nigeria. Uh, literally defending the system. There's that prevalent school of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, most times I find that this kind of this type of people who defend these positions with blood and sweat are people who are angling one day to get to that position mm-hmm. or, or hoping that they would be one step from proximity mm-hmm. to somebody in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, they, they sit down and there are people who sit down and, and, and say that's our system. Mm-hmm. That is the way it works. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, we, we, in Nigeria we have uh, quote unquote our system, all right? Um, and I, I say quote and unquote because the Nigerian system is actually an anything goes system, okay? And which accounts for the fact that Nigeria, with all its resources, both human and material, is in the sorry state that it's been for decades since independence because we do um, whatever goes, all right? There are best practices. Okay, and there are legal uh, mandates. All right, so legally speaking, constitutionally speaking, the office of the first spouse is a fiction; doesn't exist. All right, so the question becomes: If over time we've had a practice of leaving it to the discretion of the uh, occupants of offices to uh, either permit a narrow or expansive role for their spouses and their, sp- their spouses have brought uh, uh, some degree of notoriety of decorum to uh, the exercise of that um, uh, that, that, that uh, prerogative um, we're not to let that then become the norm you know um, I I'm a big fan of uh, the great Kenyan writer, Ngugi Wationgo. 
And in a recent interview with him, talking about a different question, the whole question of language in African literature. Mm -hmm. uh, but he said that what's happened in the world is that we have, ab uh, we have normalized abnormality. You know? So that's what we do in Nigeria. Okay? Um, we plan to do um, a show maybe in the next two weeks about the whole idea of security vote. Or security vote. Yeah. Okay. So, so we have it on the calendar to do it. Um, security vote is an abnorm abnormality. Okay. So the same way where um, the wife of the of the president, um, you know, and they started with the military. You know, um, wife of uh, Babangida was Tad Mamsa. Yep. And you know, lots and lots of money will be contributed by the federal government and by the states in the hands of this woman. Okay, who was the president of the the wife of the president, who had no better life for rural yeah, women. Yeah, better life for rural women. Uh, had no way of of accounting for uh, the money, you know, the, the funds that uh, that um, she had her own staff. Yeah, own, precisely. She had, she had her own you know. wing of the office. Yeah, so so we inherited that sort of abnormality and we've made it normal. But if we want a country that uh, will fulfill, fulfill its, um, uh, its, its potential and will earn the respect of the international community, we better stop with this idea that that's how things are done. To give you uh, an example, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's sexual harassment, Mm -hmm. Sexual harassment is um, for years become the norm in Nigeria. So if you are in a position to give jobs, oh yeah, you sleep with as many of the female. And, and, uh, and, and yeah, while is majority of it, the cases are men, large amount of women to do the same. Um, I've come across um, women who would withhold. Uh, yes. The so. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. No, women do it. There are, there are. You know, I was, uh, I was speaking with a graduate student uh, at a um, some years ago, at uh, from a, a university there, and he told me of this woman uh, who supervised graduate students, and um, you know, if she wanted you to sleep with her and you didn't offer yourself, um, you you pay the price. You know, she would withhold. Uh, make sure that you were frustrated for years, you know, and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, majority of which is men. Um, 
I mean, looking at it in terms of we've seen um, um, how we've normalized the abnormalities. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you have people who will defend it mm. to the end. They'll defend it if their, their in-law mm. gets in that position. Yeah. They will send a delegation mm. to the, if nothing is happening, they'll send a delegation to the husband or the wife. And, you know, it's going to be all hell let loose. Mm. You know, this, um, our daughter, our son is not being given the, that just <laughs> You know, and, and just like you said, it all came down from Mary Bangida. She became royalty in some ways. Bangida comes in, and you know, from the get go, he had he had these political instincts on how to survive. I he literally wrote the book on how a coup survives and how you stay in power mm-hmm. with the coup. And then, but part of that was that the empowerment of the office of the first lady had the Mamsa thing, the, this thing to the point of Mary Bangida not just being involved in government and appointing ministers, berating them publicly. Letting them know, uh, Balaji Akiyemi, I think former Minister of External Affairs, famously talked about it. Talked about how external, external affairs needed to pass through Miriam Bangida's office, mm-hmm. and we've taken that and we've ran with it. We've, we've ran with it with mm. the Abacha years. We kept running with it. Yeah. It's going to the point now where so many stories about what happened during Yeradua's time, uh, you know, haven't been told publicly. Um, where there was literally, there was a, a physical, um, um, they, they went into the point of making sure physically that they kept into office um, uh, people around Yeradu at that point in time who were controlling it with uh, mm-hmm. with uh, the wife, mm-hmm. where Yeradu was, yeah. was literally, you know. Basically, you know, comatose. It was an organ donor. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Not, not to laugh at it, but, yeah, but yeah. you know, they, they, they kept it. So we, we've gone with it. Um, you know, to that point where y- you've we we've ha- we now you know we had a, a first lady who came late to an event mm. and decided to confront whatever Just, whatever yeah. mental state you might have been yeah. or not been yeah. in. You know, so it's 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 you know, and then you, you have all these people that have come out, and you have people who are talking about well, the only reason this happened is because there's you know, is because women are not given opportunities, and that's the only opportunity. That's why you have that. And and in fact, the only reason you have two women fighting is because women don't have opportunities, so they have to fight mm. for you know all these terrible takes. Where it's just like, do we have a system of government? Mm. Do we do we have even the system of government where we say we have? Do we uphold any of it? But it just doesn't seem anything close to it. It just seems like we've we've we are we are trying to accept and normalize yeah. um, new abnormalities mm-hmm. in every way, shape, or form, and it's sad. Um, it's terrible, yeah. I think. Now I was speaking. I uh, ran into um, uh, a man who was a minister um, some time ago in Nigeria. So I ran into him. Um, with a friend, a friend of mine, during a visit to Nigeria. And he was telling me of um, the uh, uh, so-called first lady, when he served as, as minister, that on, on one occasion he needed to see the president twice at the president's official residence. He arrived there the first time, and the staff of the first lady called him aside and said, um, what did you bring to greet the first lady? And that it was the norm that if you came to the official residence, you have to greet the first lady with some cash gift. 
And this guy was just absolutely confused. You know, he'd lived outside of the country prior to his appointment as a minister, so he didn't think that this was a thing. But uh, the staff of the pres- of the first lady made such a stink uh, and told him to go and ask other ministers, you know. And so he asked around and he was indeed told that, yes, if you go to visit the uh, first lady, you have to give him millions, you know. Um, so he had to go and find funds from his ministry and bring to greet the first lady. Uh, I think on that occasion or a different occasion, he came twice uh-huh. in a day to see the president. And so the first time he came, he gave him money to the first lady. They came the second time, he felt, okay, it's the same day I gave her money already. And the first lady herself confronted him and said, this is an insult and disrespect to my office. You are coming for the second time. Uh, and so each time you come, you have to bring something. Um, so these are the kinds of abnormalities that we have normalized in Nigeria. Okay? So when Nigerians say, uh, this, is, this is the way things are done, guess what? The only reason there is no regular, uninterrupted power supply in Nigeria is because of the way things are done in Nigeria. Obasan just spent in excess of $16 billion promising Nigerians regular, uninterrupted power supply. As part of that promise, Obasan just showed places where uh, had a paper where they wrote that some power project had been done, it'd been commissioned. Investigators who were members of the National Assembly after Obasan left office went and saw that at some of the sites where Obasan claimed that things had been done, there wasn't even sand moved, okay? <laughs> much less a tree cut, much less any project completed, okay? And yet we allow Abbasanjo to go on freely and we call him Baba, you know? The fact that the people who do things in Nigeria don't get held to account, don't get publicly shamed, don't get sent to jail, in other words, the way we do things in Nigeria. So when, you know, people who say, oh, you know, this is the way we do things in Nigeria, they ought to know that the consequences of the life we live in Nigeria, the fact that we don't have roads, when there are every year, every year, state and federal governments have a budget, budget allocations for road construction. At the end of the year, the roads are in terrible shape. Guess what? The money they budgeted has been spent. Okay? Where was it spent? It's been put in the pockets of people. All right? Of a few people. And they buy Rolls Royces and they buy Bentleys and so on. And they buy property abroad. And we say, that's the way we do things in Nigeria. Okay? The fact that there is no hospital in Nigeria that any governor, any minister, any Nigerian president will permit him or herself to be admitted in or indeed permit his or her uh, spouses and children to be attended to. In other words, Nigeria doesn't have health care of any sort. Okay? The fact that every year we vote money to equip hospitals, to buy you know, diagnostic equipment that are not bought, to buy therapeutic uh, uh, medications that are not bought, so that you know, accident victims have to buy band-aids, 
for their own to cover their wounds. That's how bad things are. And yet, monies are voted. The fact that if you go to our universities and secondary schools and elementary schools, that they are an, an eyesore, okay? That kids are educated in really um, heart-rending conditions is because we do what? That's the way things are done in Nigeria. So, so when Nigerians come up with this argument that we must defend some stupid, some foolish policy because that's the way things are done in Nigeria, they better understand that that's the same reason that lots and lots of Nigerians, okay, uh, some of the best brains that the country boasts of are outside of the country. Yeah. Yeah, that's true though. That's true. I mean, it's the same, man. Uh, what can I, <laughs> I, it's insanity to me. Um, I don't, um, I, I never for the love of Christ. I, I, I almost, I was almost, you know, I was having conversations with people and I'm almost like at very high pitch, like, look, guys are defending the system. This is a, this is a political system. Wait your turn or, mm -hmm. um, 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 zoning. Another thing, we said two things we're going to talk about. Uh, five, three things we have coming up. Um, when we have um, a security votes, yes, uh, I'm going to have a conversation on that. We have hopefully have Ngugi and Toigo. Ngugi Watiango. Watiango coming yeah. up as well. Actually, it's, it's, it's Gugi Watiango. Gugi Watiango. Yes. yes. So <laughs> we should have Gugi yes. coming up. So and the, um, the N is silent. The N Gugi. is silent. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about. Um, that was the last one again. Anyway, so you know, it, it's 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 um, it it's it, the governors, various governors, to ensure that their spouses stay out of the way. You know, recently we did an episode of what happened in Dubai, right, mm -hmm. where governors' wives went to Dubai, and they claimed that they went to Dubai to. Um, and, you know, what they got from Dubai is the need for state and federal government in Nigeria to invest more in education and youth programs and industrialization. All right? So, they, they, you know, we were pretty upset because there are lots of fools in Nigeria who can tell you for free that Nigeria doesn't invest enough in education, doesn't invest, invest in, uh, in, in industrialization, does not invest in its youth. So if you had to have, if you have to undergo, undertake junkets to Dubai, you know, to learn something that any fool could tell you in any street corner in Nigeria, okay, um, that demonstrates the kind of a wastage of public resources that happens in Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, well said. Well, said. well um, you know, th these um, um, incidents, um, it's just amazing to see uh, some of those things. Um, so not even the incidents themselves to me, mm -hmm. the, the reactions and the mindsets and um, the way um, these things happen. I know Oh yeah, I was going to say, um, in some ways, when it comes to zoning, that's something I, I was yeah. trying to remember. When it comes to zoning, you know, we don't even talk about that. How I, I feel 
is so dangerous and bad. But so many people, if I think a majority of even young people try to defend it because it's 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 it gives it gives them hope because at some point in time it will come to their zone mm-hmm. and you've already knocked out a lot of candidates. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're competing with so most often more in fact most of the time you if not almost the entire time you end up with substandard candidates and that's that's the third part I was going to talk about mm-hmm. in terms of what we are going to talk about um, event how you know some of these how how we keep coming up with bad candidates mm-hmm. uh, that to me is one of it mm-hmm. but more importantly i feel like the the election of of solodo which i think is wonderful and people are happy um in some ways has um has blunt, has made people the, the the other side to it is people are like people people are defending it in anambra and other places like well zoning produced solodo zoning could have produced Without zoning, they could have had Soludo eight years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, people forget that um, in the last eight years, it's not like Soludo has done much in the public sphere that I know of. I know he used to be a professor, then he becomes CBN governor, then um, he leaves and tries to run for governor, and it doesn't work out. And since it didn't work out eight years ago, I don't know what he was doing. But if we think of the, of if, if you're so happy with Soludo, you're so happy with the golden child or whatever people want to call him. You could have had him for the last eight years. That's without, right. You probably would have had him for the last mm-hmm. eight years mm-hmm. without zoning. Mm-hmm. So now people are now like, well, see, zoning produced Soludo. No, zoning prevented us, prevented the states of Anambra from yes. having Soludo eight years ago. Years ago. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the, the, it, it's, um, well, we're going to, it's a different subject, uh, the yes. zoning thing. So we're going to get to it, especially as uh, uh, the country shapes up for 2023 elections, whether um, the, there'll be a country then, whether uh, it's going to be a, an election really that would uh, have um, any credibility. And um that remains to be seen, you know. But we're going to definitely look into into that uh, in a different episode. So, I think it's time to uh, draw the curtain. And uh, again, I really am delighted, uh, along with uh, my co-host Emeka Onyagwada, to join us uh, with every episode. And um, we promise to be better. We're going to work hard, and uh, our mission as we've always uh, stated, is to begin to change the minds of people in Nigeria one mind at a time, especially the minds of young people. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, we have music coming up. Yep. (laughs) 